my my goal is an hour today. If that's if that's okay, I'd like to shoot for us to do an hour. Cool. Well, let's try and do it. I'm pretty sure the uh, jazz rehearsal going on upstairs. His goal is another hour too. So we're in luck. <laughs> they have some kicking jazz. I'm. <laughs> you know how they say you can smile when or you can hear when people smile into the phone. You smiled right. when you said that. I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Meet Suits and Meet Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 136. We have now done as many episodes as the number of cats kept in a three-bedroom apartment in northern Russia by a woman named Nina. Whoa, that's a lot of cats. Man, good thing she doesn't have a problem with dander. Yeah. I think she does. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of things that stink... This week we're talking about Sarah Palin, colon, The Undefeated, the 2011 movie about the vice presidential candidate that was defeated in 2008. <laughs> Not sure how you missed that one. That was kind of the big one. They skipped over in the movie. That's how, if you just ignore when she was defeated, then she's undefeated. <laughs> totally good logic. This The film's available on Netflix streaming. If you want to check it out and you have that, go for it. Uh, but don't watch it. Uh, instead, <laughs> what you should do is you should go to our sponsor, audiblepodcast.com slash readitandweep. Sign up for a free trial membership, which oh, is what pays for us to do the show. And you get and you can use that to get the book Alexander the Great, colon, Lessons from History's Undefeated General by Bill Yen for yeah. free. Then you can learn something about what it really means to be undefeated. I would so much rather spend more time with Alexander the Great's colon than this movie. <laughs> it's not called Alexander the Great's colon. It's which was also <laughs> it was undefeated. undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> Pomegranate seeds, take that. <laughs> his, his colon is just, it's all W's for his, his colon. Yeah, he went all the way from bratwurst to hummus. <laughs> oh, he found the thing that tickles us the most. <laughs> <laughs> his, his historical foods. <laughs> If you want to pick a topic for us and force us to, to consume it, you can go to read-weep.com slash sponsor, uh, where we we offer sponsorships for a nominal fee. We're currently sold out for April, but... Uh, you know, probably by the time this episode airs, we'll have uh, an opening again for May, so we'll take that. We're going to take a couple episodes per month of sponsorship and then close it down until we have time again. So get in there while the getting's good, if temporally this is a time where the getting happens to be good. Good pitch. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a second to introduce you to today's panel. First up, of course, I'm your host. I'm at Alex underscore Falcone on Twitter. And uh, these are some of my friends. First up, in San Francisco, California, it's Ezra Fox. <laughs> hey, Alex. How's it going, man? Uh, it's good. Uh, have you ever been defeated? Today, I didn't finish a whole bowl of pasta, so I felt kind of bad about that. Oh, see? So we can never make the movie Ezra Fox, colon, undefeated. <laughs> my colon's in great shape. All right. Also joining us today, <laughs> he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith. You betcha. Hi there, Alex. Oh, did you just wink at me? I think so. Is that what I did? Did I just charm you into your vote? You charmed me into something. Also joining us uh, from from our Seattle studio, she's at the Tanya Best. 
P-H-E-T-A-N-Y-E-B-E-S-T, right? Yes, that, that name really defeated you there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a complicated Twitter name. But you should follow her. She's delightful. Uh, Also in Seattle, Washington, it's Tanya. Hi. Have you ever been defeated by pasta or by a national electorate? I have also not been vice president, so yes. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You haven't shattered that highest of glass ceilings. Mm, Vice vice presidency. That second highest of glass ceilings. (laughs) However, my cheekbones are also slowly becoming more and more defined. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a win. That's right. As opposed to the other one. Yes, I did. I watched. Uh, I watched Game Change for further research into this topic, and uh, that also included the scene where she's uh, where where Palin is like, "I'm glad Hillary ran. She was trying to break the glass ceiling, but now I will finish it. Let's together break that highest of glass ceilings for women." I mean, uh. the, so which me which proves my theory that all along she was planning to be elected vice president and then kill him. <laughs> that is one of the best things about being a woman is that you usually won't get executed if you get convicted of murder. Is that true? Generally, they don't execute women. It's yeah, like, they kill way more dudes. Right. You also don't execute also. a guy in glasses. <laughs> you just put on the glasses, hoping. Yeah. I don't think you ever execute a guy in monocles. Honestly, just like <laughs> dual monocles, dual wielding <laughs> monocles. <laughs> yeah. Dual wielding monocles. Wielding is what you call, would say that. All right, let's. Uh, I think we should summarize this movie. I think a lot of you probably haven't heard of this movie. Uh, it didn't get wide play, but several of you suggested it to us on our Facebook page when it came out. And uh, we'll, we'll see more about it when Chris summarizes. Chris, I would like you to summarize today in the style of an audiobook excerpted as a documentary voiceover. And while you do that... The rest of us will describe the images we're seeing on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to The Undefeated, a movie about but not starring Sarah Palin. Picture of Sarah Palin. Let's take the audio from her multiple award-winning audiobook, Going Rogue. If you haven't read it, check out Read It and Weep episodes numbers 22 and 23 to serve as a good primer. Picture of Stephen Carter. (laughs) So lose the parts of that book of the Sarah Palin story about being a vice presidential nominee and sucking at it. Picture of a vacuum. (laughs) Miscellaneous clips from the campaign. Now, it's just the parts about Sarah Palin kicking oil company ass all over Alaska and being a sexy governor with a pretty good family. Stock cartoon footage of oil dripping. Also, stock also cartoon- family circus. <laughs> also, footage of money being set on fire, <laughs> flushed thrown- down a toilet, <laughs> and blowing away in a digital breeze. Now, add in multiple interviews with some of her former friends from back when- in her Alaska days. On a white screen, uh, on a white background, but with jarring cuts into clo- close-up and far-away shots. Yeah, and now picture an iPhone ad. <laughs> also, digital black woman question mark. <laughs> Add in two heaping scoops of stock footage that you found. Picture that ad from the uh, '90s about two scoops of raisin and raisin bran. Except they're pouring a, a subscription model to eFootage.com. Now, top it off with a Tea Party cherry on top, bashing Obama and the Republican establishment. Quick succession of images of a cherry, a tea tea bag, a party, and Obama getting hit in the head with something. And you've got yourself there an undefeated ice cream sundae there, son. (laughs) Enjoy the fuck out of it. (laughs) 
picture a really fat Sailor Sarah Palin. Trying to defeat an ice cream sundae and not succeeding. <laughs> and yet, she's still a winner, isn't she? Everybody's a winner in this movie. All right, excellent. This is fun. That was fun. It was better than I expected. Um, excellent. Well, okay, so now we've gotten out of the way how we feel about certain parts of it, but those are all prefix. Uh, anyway, whatever that word is. Uh, so what, we like starting in with mean, a comp. What? You mean the set menu that you pay a lot for at a restaurant? No. Prefix. Or, do you mean am, am, amuse bouche? No. Keep do you trying. Mise en place, where you just cut a lot of onions and try not to cry. I was looking at a, a book term. Prologue. That's the one. A preface. <laughs> preface. Pathetic <laughs> fallacy. <laughs> Pathetic fallacy. <laughs> Right. Binary all, opposition. That was all pro- unreliable narrator. <laughs> that was all prologue to this. Now Long it's con. Show. We like to start and end every episode with a compliment. Uh, it's called the compliment sandwich, and it's how we make sure we are always fair and legitimate criticism, and not just hilarious negative podcast. So Tanya, Tanya, uh, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? Um. Gosh, I'll go. F- first i guess okay go for it um so i think my compliment is that this movie taught me self-restraint in a way that i didn't know i had (laughs) how so um before starting this movie i took the note that i was afraid i was afraid that i would be able to snap a pencil in twain betwixt my buttocks out of sheer rage not that i was going to keep a pencil there just that like you know i would be like wow i'm really clenching a lot and then i would test this theory and then with a you pencil know, with a pencil is the canary the canary in the coal mine kind of thing exactly. the pencil in the buttocks the old like, what is the that splintering theory? sound yes exactly. the ticonderoga in the coal mine as it were <laughs> Apparently, undefeated. We're, we're calling that the coal mine now. <laughs> so, so, but what I decided to do was approach the movie as a as a cinematic work instead of as you know the the gibbery ramblings of of the Republican scary people, um, and that helped a lot. And I I learned that I could absorb more bullshit than I realized. Meanwhile, your your pencil cup is just just a, a, a Twitter with the possibilities of being tested later. <laughs> yes, my, just, my pencil cup runneth over. <laughs> fear the whole movie. He's going to put us back in the coal mine. <laughs> Working in a coal mine. <laughs> Pictures of a coal mine. That's where America's heroes go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you guys to note how early in the show we've had two major laugh breaks over poop humor. <laughs> or at least colon-related material. <laughs> As well, was laughing just at the memory of laughing early. <laughs> also colon-related material. Also poop! <laughs> Alright, Ezra. Major compliment. What is it of yours? Um, so, there's one dude, uh, Stephen K. Bannon, who both wrote and directed this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which means I only have to hate one person for it. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. thank you, Stephen K. Bannon, for saving me from hating another person. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can hate you twice as much and feel totally okay about you this. You could probably also hate one of the 800 groups that released footage to him in the credits. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel uh, very angry about like Scholastic Books for releasing like a, a clip of someone drawing an A-plus and circling it. <laughs> How dare you? I trusted you with the magic school bus. Damn it. <laughs> I ordered so many books out of your newspaper. 
Uh, I wish all those angry people in business attire hadn't signed those release forms. <laughs> I know. Smoking their cigars in their dark rooms. Oh, boy. We'll get to that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chris, what is your major compliment? My compliment is to Netflix. They predicted I would give this one star. Hooray, <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> I mean that's actually that's actually uh, strongly low since on on IMDb it has an average of 1.9 out of 10. That's right, but apparently at least according to the Wikipedia article, it has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Good. Wow. Fortunately, it doesn't have a large release, so it's only disappointed a small number of people. I'm looking at you at the shrug part 1. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so my major compliment is a. Uh, I guess I'm last. My major compliment is a uh, a genuine compliment, rare for me. Uh, there was a a brief glimpse of the logo, for the Republican Party of Alaska. Oh, yeah, Did I love you guys this. See it? I love this. Yeah, it was cool. It's an elephant, and its head is made out of the state of Alaska, with the chain of Aleutian Islands as its trunk. Very clever. Very cute. This is very huh. adorable. I actually thought I actually thought, wow, it's a deformed elephant. <laughs> I was like, that's scary. That is an elephant monster. What is that? It's like if the elephant man and the elephant like had a baby, the elephant elephant man. That's right. <laughs> that's what they'd call it. That's that's what it would be. And it's just like in multiplicity, a copy of a copy of a copy. So yeah. they get one of them starts going crazy. One gets they get crazier as they go down. Yeah. Hey Steve. Hey yo, hey yo, we came through thumping like elephants. The new range is supercharged, that remains intelligent. Back to the formula, Lord. Hard grammar, this is God school. Make sure the lobby ain't jammed up. Excalibur swords, C Rex, Bibles around, we in the lunchroom. Alright, uh so now let's get into our more natural segment, our hate segment. Uh this one is gonna go in any order and we're gonna we're going to relax, bow to each other respectfully, and then have a nice hate Kwondo battle. Oh. Yeah, it's a martial arts National art center. martial art of, Cor- of Korea, right? Isn't that Korea? It could be. Uh, yeah, it's, that would make sense to me. Uh, and the, the, the hate version is of North Korea. Oh, yeah. Which, wow. unlike Her- Sarah Palin, I'm aware, are two different countries. Yeah. Is the South Korea one just hate Kwondo, but like with a lot of StarCraft? <laughs> <laughs> and less evil yeah and more S- internet smaller dose of evil uh okay, okay same so about my, kimchi yeah so my kimchi fueled kick of rage <laughs> of uh, hate kwando uh goes out to the local news in alaska um firstly because there's this one newscaster that they cut to who's a reporter who looks like he's 17 that's not a hate that's the littlest newscaster but why aren't they focusing more on trevor he has a story to tell <laughs> How did he get like that? He looks great. The littlest just, newscaster. He is so little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a, we have, the jury's out on whether or not that's a hate. No, no, no. Well, okay, here's the thing is, like, they only gave me five seconds of that. Come on. Oh, I, yeah. need, I need to know more. You need to know more about little Trevor, the newscaster. We, we've, all, we've all heard of Sarah Palin. Nobody's heard of little Trevor. Do you think when he started at the studio, his GPA took a dip? <laughs> well, I think the GPA didn't take a dip until he met that intern girl that he liked. Oh, right. Shannon. Who was 19 and didn't have to go to high school, so then invited him to some functions that were during the day. Oh. Man, he was like the Doogie Hauser of newscasters. I know, but Alaskan. <laughs> he, like, he's like he has his own spinoff. But Alaskan, so there's a bear in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so here's a hate that I have. Uh, 
they're they're showing these quotes uh, about they're showing how much people hate Sarah Palin and how mean they are yes. to her. Yes. And famous people too, right? Sometimes famous people, but then also random quotes from Facebook profiles that could be anybody's. So that in itself is a weak argument that people are mean to you. Oh no, random people on Facebook say mean things about me. You're running for public office. Deal with it. But I mean, Ashley Simpson gets more press than that. Oh, sick. She should not have lip sync. Yeah. Lip sunk? Lip sunk. Lip synced? Yeah. Lip synketh, I think, is the way you say that. She lip sank? No, that was her failed plastic surgery. Oh. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Intersex tape. Uh. Anyway, so uh, so here's the thing. One of the like five random quotes from people that are not identified on Facebook had was uh, of the words crosshairs and Sarah Palin. But if you paused and look closer at it, it was not a quote about Sarah Palin that was evil. It was saying it was a quote about how Sarah Palin's website put crosshairs over congressional districts, including uh, uh, Congresswoman Gifford, who was then shot by one of Sarah Palin's biggest fans, Uh, which is not your point of your movie. (laughs) You couldn't even find random strangers on Facebook who hated Sarah Palin. Yeah. Wow, this movie seemed like kind of a slapdash affair, Alex. I, know. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, very poorly researched. Like, the opening footage was like, she was like, Sarah Palin. And it was like, chapter one, the seed. And there's like, literally a picture of a seed. <laughs> it was yeah. like, did not think any further of that. For a while. <laughs> yeah, they spent a lot of time on seedlings to the point where I thought it was going to be planet Earth. <laughs> I, I, I was happy with that, actually. That was a yeah. cool time lapse. <laughs> It it was really impressive how that seed grew that time. I'm just saying, yeah. give me five minutes and I can get you more horrible things about Sarah Palin on Facebook that are actually about her as opposed to the one about how she may have played a small role in Congresswoman Gifford's death. You want a toe? Uh, I can get you a toe. <laughs> <laughs> Congresswoman Giffords didn't die. No, she didn't die. I'm sorry. That was a bad thing to say. Uh, her death attempt. attempt. Yes. A death attempt makes it sound like she was trying well, to blow <laughs> Someone had a death attempt on We're somebody. We're sorry, Gabrielle. <laughs> you know what, Alex? Death has a plan. All right. <laughs> there are no mistakes. It's all going to come back in an elaborate order. All right. Uh, I right. feel like there was a hate... Well, I, I don't have a hate so much as a missed opportunity observation. <laughs> um, during the like 10-minute long opening credit sequence in which a child sings about... Uh, redemption i'm not i don't remember america god america say oh something about freedom and then um we see like eight to ten pictures of sarah palin as a child (laughs) i began to think that this should have been like some sort of a rom-com and they could have just hired like (laughs) i don't know sandra bullock or something (laughs) to to play sarah palin and instead we got a documentary that felt like school and i just it really did feel like school well this is the thing you guys got to remember about all of this is that although the country is relatively evenly divided between conservative and liberal the liberals sort of have a a hold on filmmakers i guess that's true i mean you've got chuck norris clint eastwood (laughs) uh this guy this guy yeah see it's just the talent you know the bench isn't that deep when you want like insane conservative filmmakers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to hate. Yeah. Uh, at one point they blame, uh, the Exxon, uh, spill for breaking up, uh, marriages and causing alcoholism. Yes. It's yeah. True. And yes. if I know anything about anything, 
I'm pretty sure that adding a bunch of extra lubricant uh, to the environment does not destroy marriages. <laughs> that Exxon is in the business of keeping things frictionless. It's crude sex in a way you didn't think of. <laughs> Take that, seabirds. And otters. Did you guys notice there were a lot of dead otters during that seg- that segment? <laughs> like a suspicious number? Like, well, just like so many. Like, they were like, yeah, gull, gull, like thing in a bath. Dead otter being dragged by one arm out of the surf. Like, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Well, the Exxon Valdez spill uh, hurt a lot of people and even more otters. I don't know why this film felt like it needed to show us what Dove would not. Or like whatever, like the the soap yeah, companies that yeah. are like we're oh, right. cleaning off stuff. Yeah. Except for this otter that's totally dead. Here's the well, thing. Well, they had to set up the situation for Sarah to come in and kick oil company ass. Right, and also uh, she was going to stop alcoholism and marriages from breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the stock footage a little more. Uh, oh, great. Because the movie was ninety five percent stock footage and three percent interviews and two percent found footage. I really want to walk our listeners through exactly how much the stock footage occurred. You like, can't imagine. You it, can't fathom this if you didn't actually watch it. Because I couldn't fathom it while I was watching it. It's There's, sort of like okay, so think about the video for Total Eclipse of the Heart. And by the way, if you have not seen this music video, <laughs> just stop everything and just go watch it. We will wait. Do yourself a favor. Go. We will now, we will now have for the benefit of those people who are leaving to do that three minutes and 28 seconds of silence i think it's longer than that <laughs> oh, is it it's fine it's fine Cut, now that you're back because you paused like a good person oh and, like, that makes way that. more sense you're right it's 431 Ooh, yes all of it <laughs> that was fast and don't skip to the end or do any of that stupid business because you have to see all of it <laughs> anyway it's like the movie equivalent of that video anytime that she says anything remotely poetic they just cut to a shot that might fit the bill like curtain blowing. Like curtain blowing like an angry cat. <laughs> Favorite clip? Um, well, I like the stock footage of Alaska because it's kind of pretty. Oh my gosh, there was a bear. They showed a picture of a bear like coming out of some kind of watery something or other with just like the most doleful look on his face. <laughs> I, I made Chris stop and rewind so we could look at it again. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one where they're burying a body in the sand. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, on the beach. When they're talking yes. about digging through something or covering something up, they just cut to so like this weird live beach burial footage that they found. <laughs> it's sepia toned. We don't know why. <laughs> uh, my favorite, my favorite was the though was the stock footage of uh, fishermen in Alaska when she was talking about how fishermen are in Alaska because it reminded me of my favorite show, Deadliest Catch. <laughs> <laughs> just a moment. Oh, also, at one point when they said something, did they, they compared somebody to, like, a kid who stole a lot of money, and then they showed, like, a 13-year-old boy sitting with, like, a pile of money, being like, yeah. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> really? Like, we've all seen Blank Check. We know what happens. <laughs> we also, I, I really liked the uh, the ones they showed more than once. So they showed the fat cat politician twice. Yeah, the toilet They showed flushing. the workers banging out an oil pipe of sludge yeah. twice. My favorite one was the women shopping in Los Angeles one where they're so delighted. (laughs) They have their bags and they're just pausing, laughing in ecstasy because they just bought their things. And let's point out this is a mother-daughter duo and they are in matching outfits. Dark denim, white tank tops. Yes. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) My, my uh, My other favorite clip 
was of the Tea Party movement. Just a couple random shots of Tea Partiers. Because it reminded me how much I respect the Tea Partiers for building a political movement mostly centered on tricorn hats. Tricorn hats and almost entirely made of white people. Well, that too. But somebody thought, wouldn't it be great activism if we were all wearing pirate hats? Yeah, that's out right. Which, which we know how to doff now. Indeed. They were ac- accurately doffing those hats. Uh, awesome. All right. You know, the thing about the stock footage, having it like how, how, like it was constantly cutting from one to another, they were all very short and, and junky, it sort of had the feel of like a video ransom note. Where like each letter... <laughs> we'll never find out who made this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And clearly... We'll never the know. Thing, the message I'm getting is that Lucy's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not entirely sure where or why. Well, the, that was the thing I liked, is I did like the clips of her as a, as a wee baby. Uh, because if you do want me to stop hating somebody for a moment, show me their kid pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Just a moment, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. you can imagine. They grew up. No, that's, yeah, yeah. Like, that's like the omen before he becomes the omen. <laughs> you think his name was the omen? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Damien. Yeah, Damien. Um, so I've got to... Yeah. Man, our kid the omen is really a bad, bad guy. <laughs> Well, we should have seen it coming, but we didn't have an I mean, omen yet. What do you yet. think he's an omen for? <laughs> I guess are, we'll find out later. You're cordially invited to a race car party for the omen's birthday. <laughs> the omen is turning nine. <laughs> he's turning six. Six, six, six. <laughs> oh, the omen. So, can, let me. Can I talk to you about uh, some stupid moments of the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time. I, well, no. I'll wait. About my... There were stupid moments in this movie. There were some Come stupid. Well, here, here's my favorite stupid moment. I think was when she said in a speech, "Our long-term energy plan can be summarized in three words: the natural gas pipeline." You don't get wait. to throw "the" in there when you're limiting yourself to three words. That's four words. Or you could just count your words, Sarah. Yeah. Count I thought natural words. gas was hyphenated. I looked it up. It's not. Is gas pipeline hyphenated? Probably not. I mean, you might hyphenate those to make it more clear, but that doesn't change your word count. Certainly not. No. So that was one of the dumbest. Here's another dumbest moment of the movie. Dumbest moment of the movie? Number two. Uh, So there's the lady who's talking about her daughter, a conversation she had with her daughter, and she said, the daughter was like, uh, she said, she told her daughter, see that woman, Sarah Palin, she's running for vice president of the United States of America. Uh, which I don't think you actually really run for vice president, first of all. But anyway. Um, <laughs> you just get on the coattails and ride. Yeah, you aid the president in his run, and then he allows you to be vice president. Anyway, yeah. but then her, she's like, and my daughter said, Mom, a woman can be president? And I said, yeah. Two problems with that. One, she lost. And two, vice of president course is not. not the same oh. thing. <laughs> I felt I like that love... was a sinister way of us all acknowledging that we were pretty sure that she would end up president if... <laughs> Yeah. If things went according to plan. McCain had heart trouble. It's a very stressful job. Absolutely. You know. I mean, it's kind of a whole Mad Max situation, though, where, like, you get to be president if you kill the president. <laughs> uh, so she'd get to be president very briefly before she was uh, charged with high crimes and misdemeanor. And you have yeah, to pin it on someone herself. else. <laughs> oh, right, because she's president. <laughs> I have I have one for um for the clumsiest segue. Okay. 
Um, so we have we have Sarah's sort of triumphant moment where she opens up this this area of Alaska that they've been like notoriously unable to drill. <laughs> unable to rape earlier. Yeah, they really they've been wanting to rape this land for like 15, 20 years, haven't been able to get in there. Yeah. So finally, Sarah Palin gets into office. Panties are off. We are we are going full steam ahead. We close that segment really abruptly, like we do most of the segments in the film, and we go straight into shots of icebergs falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> which, which it turns out is not a point the movie is trying to make about global warming. It's just moving right along to something else. To like some sort of other collapse. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Going, it was about the collapse footage, of some It was probably just department. a thing about how she got an icy reception somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I no, like the I, idea that maybe like that, like that uh, iceberg clip just got kind of lost in the shuffle of the iMovie, um, like <laughs> yeah. online, and just kind of was like, well, I guess that's there. It's hard to keep track of when there are that many of them. It's a yeah, lot of so clips. many clips. <laughs> I feel like they could have just cut to Al Gore's face for like forty-five seconds. Like that was basically <laughs> what ended up happening in my mind. Ken Burns effect. <laughs> <laughs> so was, yeah, you cut to Al Gore in your mind, but he's slowly moving off screen. Yeah. <laughs> He's just cradling a dead polar bear. <laughs> pan zoom, pan zoom. <laughs> Other hates. Okay, so there's this line that she uses uh, that she used in her speech. Um, we grow good people in our small towns. It's uh, I looked at the line. Mm-hmm. It's by Westbrook Pegler. Okay, who apparently was just a dick to all the presidents in the past. He called Harry Truman uh, a thin-lipped hater. He called uh, FDR well, loose jaw. Well, how long it is? Yeah. Thin-lipped haters get a thin-lipped hate, right? I mean, we just gotta <laughs> we gotta deal with that. And honestly, if you ever see a picture of Truman, it's not that far off. <laughs> but the hate is just, just you got really hate written all over. off of those photos. <laughs> but the great thing that, that that this guy Pegler said about FDR, besides calling him Moose Jaw, was that um, when there's an assassination attempt on FDR's life, and um, the assassin accidentally killed uh, the mayor of Chicago, uh, Pegler said he hit the wrong man. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the guy that she's quoting to back up yes. the idea that she's a good candidate because she's from a small town. Yeah, isn't that great? There's a reason that she said a writer. Once yeah, said. I mean, in that sense, <laughs> when she said a writer once said and then quoted that, uh, immediately in my head I was like, that's suspicious. Right. But the computer's all the way over there. <laughs> Fortunately, Ezra looked it up for me. Yeah. Fortunately, a writer I once was said, very bored by this movie. Yeah. <laughs> The writer once said Edward Cullen was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I am unwritten, can't read my mind, I'm undefined. I'm just beginning, the pen's in my hand. This ad was required, but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, in the home of Stephen Bannon, the director of The Undefeated. Governor Palin, I just want to say what an honor it is to finally meet you. Oh, it's a pleasure, Stephen. Did you like the movie? Yes, but I have to tell you, Stephen Bannon, I'm still not going to sleep with you. Still? But I just gave you the video equivalent of a two-hour blowjob. Well, that's correct, Stephen Bannon, but I'll be honest, it was kind of sloppy. I don't know what else I could have done. I had shots of one of your campaign members dressed as a medieval knight, dying from an arrow wound. That didn't actually happen, Stephen. But Obama really flushed $300 down the toilet, right? Nope. Stephen Bannon, I'm sorry. Oh, God. Then I just produced two hours of terrible propaganda. 
Not only that, Stephen Bannon, but it was downright boring. What can I do? Go to audiblepodcast.com slash weep and get Tina Fey's book, Bossy Pants, for free. That's how you tell a likable biography. Your movie made me wish I was back to wrestling mooses in the great state of Alaska. Round two, Bullwinkle. Audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you make a movie so someone will bang you, at least make it interesting. Did you like your section, President Reagan? I'll give you a presidential handy. Alright, it's time for another Read It and Weep debate! Dun 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 bum. Dun 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 Today's topic Sarah Palin is the best governor that's ever happened versus Sarah Palin is the best person that's ever lived. That's awesome. Alright, guys, so we have to pick sides now. Uh, I, but fuck I, you, Alex. <laughs> no, I picture like because we just. Easy. I call judge. <laughs> so we just watched a movie that itself could not tell if it thought she was the greatest <laughs> governor ever or the greatest person ever. So I think we should inhabit that mo- the movie's logic for a little while and uh, and 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 decide between those two. Which was she better at, being a governor or a human being? No pencil is safe. (laughs) (laughs) Her coal box is is prepped. Coal mine. Coal box. box. (laughs) Really, that went a a direction. It was not okay. Coal box is smaller than a coal mine, so sort of complimentary. Is it smaller than a bread box? Between the beginning of the show and now, I've suddenly gotten smaller. In your colon. In your colon. I feel I feel bad for all the things we've said about your colon today. I feel like we've invaded its privacy. <laughs> it's a public figure. <laughs> I'm gonna show all these clips of Facebook random Facebook people slandering your colon. <laughs> oh my god! Crosshairs. Yeah, t- colon. Yeah, just... <laughs> all right, tonight taking the side that Sarah Palin was the best governor that's ever happened will be me. And I will be arguing against Chris with the point of view that Sarah Palin is the best person that's ever lived. And judging tonight are the Honorable Ezra and Tanya's. Hey. Ezra. Please be seated. Thank you. <laughs> or please stand. I don't know how to start. Oh. Apparently I'm the casual judge. <laughs> <laughs> Take a lean, guys. Take a lean. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. Be I'm cool. the coach judge. One knee, everybody. One knee. Take a knee. <laughs> All right, so I will start out, uh, I guess I will start out with this. Sarah Palin handles the line item veto with more vigor than anybody else. She took a budget, and rather than vetoing the budget, she crossed out nine out of every ten lines on the budget. That is some line item veto power. Okay, well that's all well and good, but have you seen Todd Palin? You don't get to bag a guy like that unless you're one of the best people ever, all right? (laughs) Not only that, but she has a big family, which means they have sex. 
yes, but what kind of sex do they have if she's willing to enact the line item veto? <laughs> well, I mean, she'll have uh, exactly the sex she wants. <laughs> <laughs> and the sex they can afford. <laughs> A sex that's good for the people of Alaska, Alex. I think, as Dick Cheney would say, you, you, you go to sex with the sex you have. You make a family with the sex you have, not the sex you wish you had. I think Dick Cheney would say, I'm sorry I shot my friend in the face. Yeah. With sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you salvaged and a possibly too old joke with a very funny sex joke. Uh, Thanks, cool Judge. Judge says that open lines of communication make for a sexy time for all. Uh, does that mean you're taking Chris's side? What? <laughs> cool judge is too busy being cool to have an opinion. <laughs> All right. I'm going to veto 9 out of 10 of your open lines of communication, but I'm still going to go with Chris. Okay. Chris, nice. Chris, open up round two. All right. So Sarah Palin is not only the best governor ever. I think she's so much more than that. So, Alex, I'm going to consent to your point, but there's a broader point, mm. is that she was also a teenage beauty queen, and one of her best interviewees on the movie is someone who only first left Alaska as Miss Alaska to go to Miss USA, all right? You don't get to that level of person, you know, because it's a scholarship contest. It's not a beauty contest. Right. Um, (laughs) Unless you are the best person that's ever lived. I mean, think about it. Like, you know, who's going to speak for you? Not a bureaucrat. All right. Even though she's got those, that's that's easy. All right. Let's get pretty people. All right. Here's where you're wrong. Uh, although she may, although it may have been a scholarship pageant, ethics do not have a swimsuit competition. And as governor, she put ethics first and foremost to the extent that after having so many ethics complaints filed against her that were all blatantly untrue, she quit the governorship on principle because there were. Too many ethics complaints against her. Are you saying that a swimsuit competition has too many string bikinis attached? <laughs> <laughs> and that ethics would require that you just ditch them all? I think Cool Judge rules in favor of that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> cool Judge likes the puns, huh? <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess I have to go with my... Uh... Well, so for the third round, Ezra, what should we do for the third round? Just, you know, I'm, be- oh. I'm behind two to nothing, so I have to make all my comebacks in this third round. If any comebacks are to be made at all. Oh! You don't get to owe your own lines. Other people should owe them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as judge, I ruled that, one, Chris can owe his own lines once. <laughs> so that's it. He's used it up. Oh, okay. And um, I think I want this uh, personal attack. Or, no, no, no. Actually, that's too easy. Personal uh be attacked by other people. Personal play victim. Like, the play victim realm. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody pile on Chris? Is that what that no, is? No, 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 no. It's like we... It's, Chris pile on himself. No, it's that we act like everyone in the media is out to get us for one round. Exactly, Sarah yes. Palin would. Yeah. All right, here's the thing, guys. I came out here just to argue that Sarah Palin is the best governor of all time. I Boo! Didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't ask for my family to be made fun of. And yet, during that awful Aristotle thong round, I could sense a distrust of my sisters. How does that reflect your candidate as a gubernatorial star? 
It doesn't. What? <laughs> I'm holding an angry sign. <laughs> I'm an angry dog. I'm footage of an angry dog, Alex. <laughs> I think you guys, I think the problem is you guys don't like me because I am proud of our show. I'm an angry knife. apple falling from angry tree. I am always proud of our show, no matter Cutting what up the money. show does. I am a show patriot, a show triot, a patrio. People yelling. That's what I do. I, I feel I'm the Patriots. Uh, I'm the New England Patriots. The show. I, I'm Giselle yelling at everybody. <laughs> All right, that's my personal taking of offense round. Okay. It's pretty good. Alex, uh, eight and a half. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So Sarah Palin, I truly believe in my heart and my spirit is the... Sorry, Tanya just ripped my headphone out of my ear. <laughs> <laughs> cool Judge party foul. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Chris, just, we need you to take offense like Sarah Palin did, like she's always being attacked. What? Oh, yeah. And so I am sick of people attacking me, saying I'm wrong. I mean, it, it, it's just, it gets to be so much. It's such a spiritual struggle to have everyone just yelling and throwing sticks and but, barking dogs at me. But you put yourself in a debate. <laughs> You'd think being attacked for your viewpoints would be very... Pause, pause for a second. Chris, are you saying that people are throwing barking dogs at you? <laughs> I am, and you know what? It's the barking dogs of people who don't believe in American exceptionalism. <laughs> You know what? Cool Judge is on a white background now, so Cool Judge has something to say. Okay. Speak, Cool Judge. <laughs> you know, people people are always attacking Sarah Palin, and, and it really upsets Cool Judge, because Cool Judge feels like, you know, Sarah Palin... Cool Judge has prayed with Sarah Palin. Like cool Judge and Sarah Palin have really shared some bonds that are they're very deep and meaningful. And and Cool Judge wants people to know that Sarah has a good heart and she's really been through the the woods of oppression and she's come out on the other side. And uh, and, and that's right. And and you know what? Cri- Kill Chris trending on Twitter isn't really helping. <laughs> uh, I only started that because of my favorite. Rock star whose name happens to be Killa Chrissa, and that's just the shortened version. Yeah, yeah. And the crosshairs flaming... dot 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 Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and now a picture of a hand holding a knife. I mean, where are we anymore? <laughs> Not... I'm ready. I'm ready to judge this. All right, fine. Guys. I think we've come to the end. What... Ezra and, and and cool judge, please get together and sign well, the verdict. I think it's pretty obvious that uh, Chris won this round as well, which means that Alex is the undefeated winner. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd finally be able to do it. I knew I'd be able to pull it off. <laughs> All right, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're going to go in reverse order of the way we started at the top of the show, which means I'm going to have to go first. My minor compliment is for lowering expectations so that you can overcome them. Right before Sarah gave her big speech at the convention... uh, Apparently the best thing she ever did that led to instantly jump-cutting to the second best thing she ever did. Well, but before it, everyone was worried that she might not do very well, and they included a a clip of somebody saying, a quote of a lady saying, you know, what is she going to do? How is she going to come out? Will she have a voice? 
Yeah. That's the standard they held her to before the convention. Her speech just had to have speech. <laughs> it is the Wait. key part of any speech, though, Alex. You have to admit if that. she was not it... mute, she would have had a huge success at this convention <laughs> speech. Wait, 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 wait. So is this some, like, political version of The Little Mermaid where we expect, like, Obama as Ursula with, like, poor unfortunate souls and, like, stealing her voice? <laughs> yeah, and then... And, uh, yeah. Uh, there it goes. Yeah. yeah. Tea party, tea party. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dingle hopper. That's what we use for cutting Muslims. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> See, there's always that one guy in the party. That's why you don't cr- take credit for the whole mob. <laughs> Wait, so that was Seb- that was Sebastian? Wait, no. Sebastian who's, who's was the crab. The... <laughs> uh, it's Scuttle. The name of the oh, bird of is Scuttle. It's Scuttle. Yep. That lovable rap scallion. <laughs> Scuttle the racist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, so continuing backwards, Ezra, what's your minor compliment? Okay. Um where did it go? Um, oh yeah, so this movie totally got awesome for a second. Um, at one point, I was like, "Wow, this is, this is getting really good," and I didn't know why. And then I realized I accidentally had clicked on, um, like, had searched for David Bowie's uh, song "Changes," uh, and it was playing in the background in another uh, tab. <laughs> <laughs> because the music during this movie is epic. It's like somebody took a floppy disk full of MIDI choral sounds. And just started playing some notes in the background. It's like someone gave meth to the orchestra from Waiting for Guffman. <laughs> <laughs> really but bad. Yes. So, so, so if you ever want to make something bad, just add some David Bowie. A lot better. Just yeah, start playing, start playing Bowie, and then forgot that you were playing Bowie in the first right, place. That's the key <laughs> element. I think if you just played Bowie, you'd be like, well, this sounds okay, but with Bowie over it. But if you forgot that you were playing Bowie, magic yeah. happens. All right, uh, Chris, what's your minor compliment? So my minor compliment is that this movie made me realize I was living in the past. Um, I thought Alaska was cold, but it turns out that from a one interviewee who told the story of how she moved to Alaska, all I needed was a thermostat, and all of a sudden Alaska would be fine. Yeah. Just, Next just stop, per- the new frontier. You just take a thermostat with you, put it on the wall. I should be set We're now. We're fine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me plus nest equals living in Alaska. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think, I think, central heating does help. Right. I'm just assuming the thermostat was attached to something. That was just my assumption. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, you know, she did not indicate. That. <laughs> she just liked to dial that she could pretend to have a little control over something. Not her marriage. Oh. Not her children. What if she just, just plugged a the number. thermostat? Like she put it outside next to the thermometer and thought she could just turn on the spring. <laughs> I would like it to be 68 now, and yeah. that's and then they cut to the picture of icebergs falling apart. Done. Global warming. So wait, global warming that. just happened because someone left the thermostat on outside. Yep. No, because that lady specifically left the her. On outside. <laughs> and she seems like she deserved it. What if that's like the really, really small demo version of the movie Click, starring Adam Sandler? <laughs> The remote control that controls everything is just it's one thermostat that controls the entire world. Thermostat that controls the temperature in Alaska. Yeah, in like one spot in Alaska. But you could. 
<laughs> yeah, that would be a funny All right. version anyway. of that movie. All right, Tanya. That'd be almost as good as the original movie. <laughs> Click. Click. Adam Sandler. Oh. Fun fact about that movie, uh, Adam Sandler also played his sister in it. No, I think you're thinking of Billy Madison. Oh, you're right. That's that's what I was thinking of. All right, uh, Tanya. Yes. Your final um, compliment. This started out as a hate, but I have to. We can't get through the episode without mentioning this, so I have to bring it in as a something I I liked. Question mark. Um, there's a moment at the end of the sort of the interview segments where we're we're sort of wrapping up with everybody, and this guy goes on this wild tangent about how all of these men are attacking Sarah Palin and kind of tearing her down. And if they're not attacking her, then they're just like turning a blind eye when other people are really taking her down as like a lady. And um, and then he starts calling all of the men eunuchs. Yeah, they're. Yeah. They're men who are not acting like men, I think. They're not yeah. acting like men, and therefore they're eunuchs. And this is one of those moments where, like, he, he used the word eunuch once, and I sort of went, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I was like, I thought it was one of those things where, like, you think you said something in conversation that was kind of weird, but everyone's going to just coast over it. And then he came back and used it another, like, eight times. <laughs> At yeah, which point was... I was just like, for is a it... guy who talks about eunuchs, you sure have a lot of balls. <laughs> <laughs> He collects them. <laughs> he collects them. Uh, <laughs> you could say he's the eunuch maker. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess just that guy's audacity. <laughs> well done. Man, I was, I was the audacity of no balls. I was trying to make a eunuch <laughs> pun, but I couldn't. It always ended up too unicorny. Oh. <laughs> That's kind of that good. a head fake too. <laughs> I think this. I think this segment needs like we've had a nice dinner segment here. We need some dessert on it. Anybody for unicorn bread pudding? That was like before and after and way after. If we were playing on Wheel of Fortune, wow. <laughs> they don't have that category that often for a reason. <laughs> for our show we will be back again next week everybody thank you so much for joining us next week we're going to be talking about next week we're going to be talking about titanic 3d the re-release of james cameron's epic three hour long dicaprio winslet flick so check that out in 3d if you want in theaters or don't we'll be talking about it next week and we have a very very special guest i don't want to jinx by talking about it yet but i think you're really gonna like her so we'll talk up I already gave away that to her. Anyway, uh, join us for that next week. We're not hating enough on something you like. Feel free to go to read-weep.com slash sponsor and uh, let us know what you want. Other feedback, of course, the best place to go is facebook.com slash weep. Tell us what you think, what you're in the mood for, what you hate, what you like about us. Um, fill in the blank for all of the numerous times I tried to say something and couldn't remember the proper words. And, uh, and who you think should have won the debate. And that's it. And uh, thank you so much for joining us as always, Chris and Ezra. Yeah, of course. Of course. And thank you for joining us, Tanya. You were excellent. As always. Aww. So delightful. Uh, I hope Cool Judge comes back again later. Oh, Cool Judge is always <laughs> Cool Judge. At the Tanya Best on Twitter. All right, that's it, everybody. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.